Love getting your Legend of the Five Rings podcast fix? Head to patreon.com slash strangeassembly to find out how you can support the show. This is Strange Assembly episode 172, Paths, part two. As you may have guessed from that title, if you didn't listen to it already, episode 171 was the first part of our discussion about the Legend of the Five Rings paths for how the clans are going to interact with the upcoming Onyx Edition and beyond. In part one, we talked about the overall framework and Spider and Mantis, the most structurally impacted clans. In this episode, Jay and I will talk about all of the other clans. Note that this episode was recorded a little bit ago, and I've not gone back in and dropped in little edits about things that might have changed in the last week based on comments that the brand manager made or approvals that have been given for this or that. Jay and I will... Address that to the extent necessary in later episodes. Uh, Have fun listening. Then there's the crab. I would say that the... Eat a smash. Yeah. The crab are one of the factions that seems fairly satisfied with their options. Their options were, one... Eat a smash. Join Kenpeki. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, not going to happen. Well, the second path was defend the throne, which is more of a defensive protect the emperor... Mm-hmm. kind of thing. They're not going to go for that. Their third option was was, was Hita Smash. Smash. And I think the top fan proposed option was basically Hita Smash, but also we try to get other people to help us. Mm. So I don't know if that's really going to end up as a fan path, if that's distinctive enough. You also have several people with kind of paths that could be taken that way, which could be bad or could be interesting if now there's infighting for who's a sort of leadership role, but I don't know. But yeah, they they want to directly oppose Kanpeki, and that's that. So I, that's what they're going to do. What would you like to see them do? If that's different, I guess. I'm perfectly okay with Hita Smash. I mean, that seems the most Hita thing to do. Yeah, as much as we did start the game with the right, crab with- allying with the Shadowlands, it, it's... It's so long since that. Yeah, I, I definitely think if they had rewritten that one to be more like, you're going to follow in the footsteps of Kasada, and you're going to you're going to be like, screw you, Kampeki, we're going to control the Horde to you know show all these weaklings our might, maybe you would get some votes, but no, yeah, I don't see that happening at all. I think that, not that people would actually go for it, but I, I think that there would be more support in general if... If the options were not serve Ken Pecky, but were more of a, well, we're going to, well, okay, Wacko's gone. Now let's just knock off Ken Pecky and take over ourselves. Only one faction sort of has that option, and it's not presented in that blunt a way. Right. Well, I mean, like the Crane one, I think if it was more, you're going to try to keep the courts together than it was, you're going to serve in the court under Ken Pecky, there'd be more support support there well i I think i think the ones that are sort of work with the spider are they kind of had to be there but it was exceptionally difficult to actually make a clan want to do that 
especially well okay let's let's talk about the crane ones the crane because I, I think it's especially pertinent for the crane the, the crane paths are one that is a just direct military opposition and this is the one that the ccg write-up kind of said your clan won't be doing political stuff and they have been davis said well okay well it'll just be more represented by your honor gains will be more opposed battle actions rather than mm. open stuff but again even that we're talking about adjusting some cards a little bit in the second half of 2016 i mm. you know yeah the second option was go under ken pecky be ken pecky's left hand be the left hand of the emperor again and then the third option was, I think, not well written. But the third option was basically go off to the colonies and try to preserve Rokugani culture in the colonies away from Kenpeki. So the, the second one, the, the Kenpeki path, I actually thought that that was fairly well written as far as trying to entice crane players. It, actually, in general, I think that the Kenpeki path, it felt like he had put a lot of work into trying to make them sound appealing to the extent mm. that that was possible. But I thought that one was because it actually played into a number of gripes that crane players have. I, I think some of these gripes are unreasonable, but nonetheless, the general tone of it would be, well, where do we, the crane, stand politically under the Ueko? Where did we stand under the Tsuturi, you know? And... Part of it is more is more general stuff that I have more sympathy for. Like, when was the last time the Crane were shown as political masters of anything? They have actually been some, but, you know, right, every clan always has its own view of its own stuff. Some of it's more unreasonable, like the whole, we don't get to be the Emerald Champion all the time anymore, we don't get to marry the Emperor all the time anymore, because all of these things are tournament results. Yeah. The backstory of the game is that the Crane dominate all sorts of everything throughout Rogue again in a way that just is not viable in an ongoing storyline. Just like the whole, well, the dragon are just all up in the mountains, and there's like that one courtier in the Imperial Capital. But other than that, you really don't ever see the dragon. That's also not functional on an ongoing basis in a storyline. I mean, unless you're, you know, choosing the dragon well, to be gotten rid of as a faction. Right, I was going to say, I mean, I think that's you can do that if the dragon aren't a playable faction, that you can have a non-playable faction dragon that they just show up and do stuff. Yeah. Which is not to say that they should, I'm just, yeah. It, yeah, so, and it played to that. It had a couple of problems in that, well, Kenpeki's already married and already has a kid on the way, mm. so... And, of course, he wanted that kid to marry Shibatsu. I don't know if that would... I'm assuming that's not going to happen. But, like, it would be a long time until there was an emperor who had a crane mother. Uh, and, most importantly, that would presumably never happen because Kenpeki's not going to last another 40 years. No. Nobody expects that. And so it is a appealing option to the extent that it tries to address, I thought some gripes that the player base had, but the problem was that those gripes were about access to power, essentially. And in the long run, politically aligning yourself with someone you expect to fall within a couple of years does not really pay off. And that's on top of the usual people don't want to, you know, betray everything that their clan stands for by 
by teaming up with the, the evil with a capital E people. The Colonies one, if the Colonies one had been written as more of a, like you're establishing a stronghold of resistance to strike back against the spider, I think that could have been appealing, but it kind of came across as you're running away. Right. Like a bunch of wimps. So it was dead on arrival. The main concern that people had with the primary one, with not the primary one, but with the, the more directly military one, was that they thought that there would be no political honor decks. But once the brand manager said, oh, no, that's not actually what we meant, that, that will be, out of the three official paths, that one will be the winner by a landslide. Yeah. Definitely, I think, of the official paths, that's, that's going to be the winner. They're definitely one the colony thing could be oh, interesting. I mean, of course, the other thing with the the weird thing about the colonies is everybody's sort of like, wait a minute, but isn't that the spider's base of power? Mm. I don't get it. So I, I don't know. There's some potential in that. I sort of think if I was going to pick one clan to take its buddy with the spider option to like shake things up, out of the clans that were given that option, who would I choose? And it might be the crane. I do think that they could have given a crane right up work with the work with Kampeki that they could have been could have taken. I don't know about that. I don't I don't know if there's anything mm. they could do for that. But well just because there when we talk about the lion, there's something that irritates me about the lion, so I want to talk about that. Mm. And the crab, it's just man, you've got to really come up with something good for the crab at this point, given how they're, given that it's not the original portrayal, and that's whatever that was originally, that just has been so long, and it's it's not going to be the dragon. I'm sorry, guys. No, I'm not sorry. It's not, no. No. And I think those are the four clans who got the straight-up work with the spider option. Oh, no, Scorpion got one. That's right. Yeah. Right. And But the Scorpion one is one of those, like, it's it's basically a, a redo of what they did for uh, for Spirit Wars. Theoretically, the Spider Clan would have, I mean, sorry, the Scorpion would eventually be given the option of, are you really just playing double agents, or are you actually on Kenpeki's side? But it would totally just end up being, oh, it looks like we've been working with Kenpeki this whole time, but really, we've been double agents, and, like, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. So... Yeah, I don't want to see that. Anyhow, yeah, so I guess I guess it would be the crane. If you were going to say, Chris, pick one of these clans that would take this option, I, I guess the most interesting one is the crane. But maybe there was some potential in the colonies things if it had been presented better. The most popular option, uh, probably more popular than the direct military path, but I don't know, is... So I think they call it the left-hands path, and... I kind of don't know if this one is really allowable because it's got an awful lot going on and it's really two different things at the same time. And the first thing is that it's kind of the base part of it is sort of the military option plus. It's like the military option except we're also doing all of these other coordinating things and this stuff with the peasants and that's there for a reason and we're like in protecting people and acting as a headquarters of resistance and like I said, to some extent, that kind of feels like path number one, but more awesome. And path number one is kind of standard for these things. So I don't know if that's allowable, but who knows? And then the other part is then to try to ally with the unicorn. 
I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that path? What, allying with the unicorn? That fan path in general. Or, I mean, maybe you're reading it differently than I am. I think it's an interesting idea to ally the crane with the unicorn. I don't I don't recall the crane ever doing that before, really. Well, yeah, historically they presented the they sort of loose friendliness between the clans would arrive out of when the, the unicorn first came back. Right. It was through Lady Doji's fan. And, of course, as a political matter, it's because the crane were like, a military counterweight to the lion that yes, likes please. us? This is fantastic. So let's connect this in with the unicorn, then. The unicorn, they had two paths, and and one of them had a split in it. And sometimes the splits seem very distinct. This one isn't so much that. So the one of the paths is alliance. This is what's titled. And it was basically, you don't have an independent thing you're doing. You choose this option, and then after you see what everybody else is doing, you pick another clan, and your path is to make sure that they succeed. Which could be very interesting, but I also could see the unicorn, you know, if I was a unicorn player being like, why the heck would I want to do this? I know as a dragon player, I would never do that. Uh, That's got some dragon-specific reasons that we'll get into, but their first option is protect the peasants. And so either way, it it was sort of, you pull your military forces back into unicorn land, so... That's the, the kind of interesting thing right away, is that the Unicorn do not have a collaborate with a spider option. They were also not given a directly fight against the spider option, and they're one of the few clans that was not given that option that did not immediately want that option. Mm. The whole compassion, protect the peasants things is right in their wheelhouse. So they're, theirs is presented as you're saving your military strength by just turtling up in your territory. But then you're also going to send patrols out and quick strike units to, to deal with bandits and do general stuff to help the people of Rokuk. And their, their sub-paths were to really focus on you're just helping people, and the other one was you're actually arming peasants, which has which could potentially have significant ramifications of one sort or, or another. They also got a sub-option of reaching out for allies, and it was sort of Teaming up with the Kolon again, which doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Doing nothing, which thankfully is going nowhere. And then either friendly-like or hostile-like teaming up with some Gaijin group. And they're going to end up choosing to friendly team up with some Gaijin group. I don't know which one. But the Alliance path is kind of what prompted the thing with the Crane. And it's somewhat interesting in that the Unicorn have played it wonderfully well for them because the way it's written is you are helping another clan and it very quickly became any clan that wants us to help them they have to be helping us so they've kind of flipped it from we're going to ally with someone else to we're doing our protect the peasants thing but hey you can ally with us if you want to and that kind of is where the crane thing is coming from I don't know how that's going to end up sorting itself out the Unicorn are also somewhat distinct in that there were several clans that were given kind of what to me are kind of boring options of, well, we don't really have an overall thing that we're doing as a clan. We're just kind of sending some individual people out to grab insert X here, depending on what the clan is. 
But the unicorn actually seemed to like theirs because the thing that they're doing when they send people out is protecting peasants, and they like protecting peasants. The unicorn are totally going to vote to protect peasants, and if if allowed, they will let the crane help them doing that. So, you know, what do you think? No, yeah, I agree. They're definitely going to protect the peasants and get some help with it. See, if I got to choose, they would choose Alliance and then choose to help my clan, right? No, that's <laughs> completely... I don't know. I feel like if I was a unicorn player, I wouldn't like either of those options, but then I'm not a unicorn player, so maybe that's why. And somebody did point out that the alliance thing is is kind of mechanically thematic, and that it's like having cavalry. Everybody else sets up and does their thing, and then, then you get to decide where to jump in. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And that could have the most potential in that clans getting into strong alliances can shake up the political landscape and shake up how the clans interact. I guess that's what I would want them to do, whoever they... I mean, it could have dumb results depending on who gets chosen, but... Right. Well, and also keep in mind, you said they don't have a spider, a pro-spider or anti-spider. Actually, I would say they have the most pro-spider and the most anti-spider in the alliance in that if they choose to ally with the spider, and, I mean, that's going to be your most pro-spider choice, or they could choose to ally with somebody who's very anti-spider. You know there will be at least one clan doing that. <laughs> Because the crab will be. Also, so will the lion. And right when we first started the after the time jump with the chicane leash thing, I thought that that was a really cool potential aspect of that, what, what ended up being a wasted storyline. Mm. You could really take two grant, great clans and have them be super close allies, which is the sort of thing that traditionally the Empire does not want to happen because it's such a big power shift. I think that one's that unfortunately is basically done. The the unicorn players just really hate that. It was kind of hilarious seeing some of the crane players like proposing, and this is who we can marry to leash, or we can marry that person to leash. And the unicorn players are like, "We are going to kill you. Stop <laughs> trying to marry our clan champion." I don't know. I mean, I can pretend like the two have some hope, but they don't. I don't know what they could do with that story at this point. Especially since the unicorn players really seem to support the con, even though she seems to be constantly stabbing Alicia in the back, only figuratively so far. If you read the unicorn starter deck fiction, that's kind of what it's about, right? Alicia mm-hmm. actually has to ask one of her servants, "Who's who are you actually loyal to here?" Yeah, yeah. If so, if if she said do one thing and I said do the other. Who would you follow? And he says, well, you, of course. But the fact that you have to ask that mm-hmm. is very telling. And we know she's a bit underhanded because she did the whole thing with, like, deliberately getting injured to try yeah. to make Shakay look bad. And But I can try to make an objective case why you unicorn players should be skeptical of this character. But that doesn't really matter because if they like her, they like her. And that's just not how they're going to take the fiction. So, oh, well. So the... The lion, the lion have a join the spider option, and the, their join the spider option is presented in the form of the hey, look, he's the last hante, so you should just serve him, and ignore everything that your clan has done for the last forty years. The second one is defend the emperor, and the third one is the light in the dark. So technically, the second and the third ones are variations on the same. And the light, light in the darkness said something like, well, if the Emperor should fall, then you will 
come up with a new emperor who is worthy of the position and blah, blah, blah. And necessarily, I think, this third option kind of means that that they will try to put, despite the fact that there is still an Ueko out there, right? There's still an Ueko out there. Otherwise, there's no difference between the two paths. Otherwise, it's just, well, we defend the Ueko unless and until we fail, and then we try to come up with someone else other than Kenpeki, which, at that point, it would just be kind of a race for the throne situation, which mm-hmm. I hope that they don't do again, but whatever. And theoretically, could not be a lion, and I guess they'd give the lion clan players the choice of, should it be a lion or someone else, and they'll choose a lion, because, again, so would every clan. You're going to try to put someone on the throne. Do you want to pick your guy or some other clan's guy? Oh, you want to pick your guy? I'm so surprised. Mm. But, you know, of course that's what they're going to choose. What do you think of those options? Again, they feel fairly lion-y. It is harkening back to the clan war, where you had the split in the lion between we need to defend the emperor even if he is evil versus no, we're not following the emperor because he is evil. Which made a lot of sense when, you know, direct line of succession, but we're two dynasties past that, so it's kind of hard to roll back that clock. Yeah. I think that that was the best possible pitch they could make for the lion yes. to do it, but I, I think that ultimately, the for reasons that would take... I'm kind of horrified at how long this episode is going to have been, because we haven't mm. even gotten to your clan or my clan yet. Nope. It, this may have to just be a two-parter, or else it's not going to come out till Nine like July. Parter. For reasons I will not get into, like, Aaron, it's, it's hogwash, right? The notion that Ken Pecky actually has a legitimate claim on the throne is hogwash. And it's fine for people to make hogwash claims, right? Like, of course, if Ken Pecky took over the Empire, he would claim that he had this legitimate thing, because that's what people do, right? Right. If, I'm sure if Chagatai had actually succeeded in grabbing the throne, he would be able to backtrace and find some legitimate claim. If Kasada did it, he'd be able to find some legitimate claim. Whoever's taking over, some other person comes and takes over instead of uh, Kampeki, they're going to find some way to bring legitimacy to their claim, even if it, yeah. But but the reason I, I tend to get annoyed by this is that there are a few too many people who argue like they actually think that this really is, not characters, but people that mm-hmm. all this actually is really a thing. And I'm like, no. So that's why I don't really want to see the lion going for it. Because the lion had this conundrum. They already faced this exact same conundrum, except when it was much Makes more sense. ambiguous. Right. And they chose the not Jigoku Kai. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're being asked to, like, well, go back and do over that decision, except choose the Jigoku guy this time. That's, that's what that would be. Right, and I mean, I think it would make a lot more sense before Awako, simply because Awako got the divine mandate, so... Yes, in a super clear way. Yeah. Not the kind of like, well, the sun shone for 24 hours or whatever it was over... Tatori. Uh, over yeah. Tatori. You know, I mean, they're, they're not going to take that one. No. Out of the other two, what do you think they will take? What do you think they should take? I would expect them to take the one where they're protecting whatever, who, I mean, obviously we don't know exactly how it's going to fall out, but I would expect them to protect the Emperor rather than try to immediately find a new candidate. Yeah, 
I think that they will take that one. I would like them to take that one. Now, I'm biased here. Part of the reason I don't want to see another race for the throne is that the the dynasty on the throne right now are the people that the dragon put there. Not that the dragon put there, but that, you know, the, the dragon-generated dynasty from the race for the throne. So, mm-hmm. kind of a bit biased. But, I yeah, I think they are going to do the Defend of the Emperor. I hope that's what they do. You don't have a huge player presence. This is the sort of thing where I I actually don't think the Lion are one of those player bases that has been extra eroded, but their form, like many forums, are, are fairly are much more vacant than they used to be. But I, I think mm-hmm. as of the time we were recording this, there were like 15 votes on the Lion forums in their poll of which of these options would be show choose, and they, they don't have any significant fan-created one. And clans are supposed to come up with a support of 50? Yeesh. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, so let's see. Who do we have left before our clan? Scorpion. Yeah, so we already talked a little bit about the Scorpion support Kenpeki path. Their second path is Own the Shadows, which is ninja-focused, melt into the shadows, fight back against the spider that way. The third path is the Path of Vengeance, which is choose another clan. They would probably be allowed to choose the Colat, although the Colat are already relatively down. I mean, they're they're finally being allowed to come back. I guess they could smack them again, but but it's they'd probably let them do that if they wanted to. But as written, it's another clan, and you're going to take vengeance on this clan, and it's going to be secret. People will not know which clan it is. I'm not sure if it, it's it's hard to keep. I mean, at least officially announced. I don't know if you can mm. truly keep it on the you know on the QT from everybody, but. These things work to some extent, right? Well, I mean, because they'll never, they won't officially announce it for a while. Even if it does start getting out, that'll it'll be easy enough to say, "Oh, that's just what they want you to think," or "Oh, they're just, you know, that's, yeah." Yeah. So I guess the argument for that path, from the Scorpion point of view, would be this is their chance to get back that reputation as the people you don't screw with. Part of the reason why, theoretically. It was never worth anybody's while to just try to smack them because if you acted against them, they would, you know, come back at you tenfold or, or, or whatever. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, whatever. The Scorpion feel like they're going to choose own the shadows. I mean, the sort of downside of Path of Vengeance is that you're not helping. Right. right? You're you're well, going to get to the end of Onyx and you will not have helped. I think that's the problem for us outside. I think the problem for the Scorpion picking that is actually that it is secret, that it's very much, you know, oh, yeah, wahaha, we're not really doing anything overt. So the big reveal of who they were pissing off. Yeah, and I don't know who they would... And, they, and it does have to be not the spider. I right. Mean, it's like if you want to choose the spider, choose the other path. I'm not sure who they would end up choosing. Not the Mantis. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, before the Mantis path was revealed, it was like, oh, there's this Scorpion-Mantis war a-brewing. Vengeance is a turtle against the Mantis. And then suddenly that got the rug pulled out from under it. So It's the sort of thing where the setting is necessarily going to diverge, because in setting, it could potentially be the sort of thing like when they're scorpion, like, yeah, this is exactly when we're going to, like, w- you're going to be gone. Mm. There's only a handful of your Otomo left. 
yeah, that just means that it's really easy to completely wipe them out. We're totally doing that. Right, that's in setting, out of setting. Scorpion players are not actually going to sit there and be like, yeah, let's let's just completely jack those Mantis players up. Oh, yeah. And the other reason is, from an out-of-player perspective, let's say that you actually wanted to do that, you're not allowed to, right? right. They've already said you're, like, the Mantis are coming back, and they're coming back in a way that the Mantis players choose. They are not going to actually let the Scorpion players just nuke out the Yoritomo. All of them. They're just not going to do that. So even if you actually wanted to do that as a player, you wouldn't be allowed to. So you'd be wasting your time. I mean, the Lion are the obvious one because they're fighting with the Lion. I'm not sure, honestly, who else they are grudging at some point. I mean, I'm sure you can come up with something for anything. It's the Scorpion... Throw a dartboard, and they can come up with a justification for attacking that clan. Oh, come on. That, that's oh, really much more accurate of the coming, lion. <laughs> oh, now they're coming after Phoenix, because I said that. Well, they did have a war with you guys yeah. recently. Did they really have a war, or did they just, you know, humiliate us repeatedly? Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the unicorn, sorry. What I want to say about the Phoenix and the unicorn is basically what I said about the is a variation of what I said about the the mantis and the crane, right? Right. After all of this flavor text about how the war is going to be over in three seconds and the unicorn are going to just win and stomp, narratively, to have that just happen, it's just over in three seconds and the unicorn stomp, that's not really a great narrative. So I think you may see something developed more along the lines of what the Phoenix were planning in the 20 Festivals fiction, which is that they actually do, the Phoenix actually will bring out some big guns and and use some better tactics, because apparently they've been using incompetent tactics up to this point, and have some magical reign of, of fire and other elements, I guess, because fire is a literal thing you rain on people in this game. Right. I still think that there's going to be a reversal of fortunes in that regard. But anyhow, that's kind of a separate thing. So I guess, what do you think the Scorpion will pick? And what do you think, what would you like to see them pick? I think you're right that the Scorpion are going to pick to go full ninja. But it would be interesting to see the Scorpion just be like, you know what? You, whichever clan, insert clan here, have annoyed us sufficiently. We're taking you down now. While everyone else is looking over there at the big bad, we're going to stab you in the back repeatedly. Yeah, I think they're going to own the shadows. And I guess, without clarification, I would say that that's what I'd want them to do. And the reason I say that, well, because I wouldn't want them to pick my clan. And so why would I wish that on another player base? And because without discussion of how it works... How one-sided is it? Mm, Sure. If it's just the Scorpion go after Clan X and Clan X just gets gone after, that's just kind of garbagey for Clan X and is unpleasant for them and unfun for the players and whatnot. So are they going to be given the option to go back? And from a Scorpion point of view, that probably would change things substantially. But is I mean, obviously that clan's not going to like you, but if 
choosing the path of vengeance means that, hey, the other clan might choose to drop what they're doing and come beat the living snot out of you, and now it's going to come down to a straight-up confrontation, and you might you might just lose. Your path might be, we choose to pick a fight and then lose. Right. Because that's what happens when you pick a fight. You don't just always win. Then I suspect the Scorpion players are going to be not happy with that choice. So it feels like either way, you're going to end up with someone grumpy. So I'd say let's just avoid that. And, and I guess go with Own the Shadows. Because as much as there's not really a lot distinctive about Own the Shadows, it's just fight Campeki, really, in a Scorpion kind of way. Right. People are okay with that. That's, I think I said this earlier, that's kind of the thing, is that if a clan has a fight Campeki option, then it's an option that they're okay with. Mm-hmm. It may not be the most interesting or unique option, but, right, there's, there's enough people who are going to be satisfied with, yes, we fight. Okay, so... Did we hit everybody but mine and yours? believe so. All right, do you want to do mine or yours? Up to you. We'll save mine for last so people who are tired of hearing me talk can just click off it. So do you want to present your the status of the Phoenix? We've got, what, two, two choices, one of which has a couple of sub-choices. So one option is basically try to protect all the magical in the land which at some effort at some level might just be like you guys have some cool magic dibs and that probably won't go well for us but dibs with the other way being the way of purification which has two options we can have blood magic back that's, you know, one of those traditional Phoenix goals, so that might actually be where people want to go. To clarify, we are talking about pure blood pure magic, blood. such as Isawa practiced prior to the rise of Rokugan, not Maho. Right. Not Maho, blood magic. Or the other option with that one is that, so apparently the whole story is that Kampeki is going and opening these seals to Jigoku and bringing Jigoku and the mortal realm closer together. So we're going to investigate and figure out how to undo that. And then I think we're one of the factions that's least enthused about our presented pass. We've had several player-suggested paths. I think the two most popular are one is sort of a twist on that idea of the the seals where we ba- we go out and we try to figure out how if this is Jigoku coming and trying to merge with the mortal world, how do we get the heavens to come and help us such that, you know, the elemental dragons are back. Let's get them to fight on our side. And then the other popular one I've seen is let's go all out face melty. I like this one insofar as I've long held the opinion that the reason the Phoenix are pacifists is a number of factors, but one of them is that militarily they've really only got two settings. They've got small skirmish forces like we've seen getting squished by the unicorn and they've got launch the nukes from orbit and they don't really have much in between and they don't really want to launch the nukes from orbit because that'll just, you know, ruin everyone's day. But this seems like the perfect opportunity to be orbital bombardment of nukes. So it's time. Which you know also comes with the added benefit of if we go that way, 
Next story arc, when everyone's like, oh, you Phoenix are cowards, they're like, no, we're not cowards. Did you not just see what we did? Do you want us to do that again? We don't. We don't want to nuke you from orbit. Stop asking us to. <laughs> Phoenix, along with Dragon, were the, the, the two clans I was referring to. They are definitely the two clans that are least satisfied with their options. I mean, I guess these spider clan players are kind of unsatisfied with the notion that there has to be this sort of choice at all, but they're kind of in their own category. Right. But yeah, the, the Phoenix and the dragons were the ones who were the least satisfied with the presented options. And I think they are clans that have eroded more so in support. I read like dragon. I'm more cognizant of, but the dragon used to be, one of the, if not the biggest player bases, and we're not a small player base now, really, but it's not what it used to be. And I put part of that on a general inability to come up with storyline for the clan that that the clan players like. What was the last time that the clan did something? Like, what was the last thing we did? Because we haven't really done anything since Samurai. I don't know. So what? So you you like the what Tadaka's path or whatever the nuke him in the face was? That's the one you like. I like both of our uh, player generated paths. I I like the idea of let's show the Empire why we don't want to go all out war because I mean we're we're supposed to be the magic power in the Empire and yet we're routinely trounced by the other clans. Let's show them why we've been pulling our punches. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I mean, the, this idea, it, the Seals of Jagoku bit of it is very much a mystical threat, and that's very much in Phoenix's wheelhouse. So for us to deal with that in some way, be it resealing the Jagoku Seals or unsealing the Tengoku Seals, assuming they exist, again, <laughs> that feels very Phoenixy thing to do. We've had, not the Dragon Clan, the dragons as allies before, so why not bring them in again? We've had Phoenix Clan Phoenixes, so... Okay, so let's assume that those are allowed as options in addition to the two official ones. Which one do you think the Phoenix Clan players will choose? Hmm. Probably is going to be a 60-40 split, but I think I would go for bringing the elemental dragons on board and fight it with knowledge. Probably. But I could very easily see us new rocking some faces too. So. And so if you guys are left with just the official paths, what, what do you think you'll pick and what would you want you to pick? Uh, if we have to go official paths, I would say we're almost assuredly going for the researching the seals one way of purification. Yeah. Way of purification. Option one, which I think the one I would want us to be doing of those. I agree with you that if the Phoenix have the two official paths, they'll choose Way of Purification, Blood Magic, mm -hmm. I guess. I actually, I, okay, I don't like Way of Guardianship. It's one of the ones that's sort of like, right. we're going to run around and do stuff, but it does not really make a lot of sense. You're preserving magical techniques, but you're taking them from people. I, right, no, I mean, I feel like the best case scenario for that one is like, oh, you have this unique magical thing. We're going to learn from you and preserve it. But also the way it's written, it's more like, hey, the 
that's a pretty cool thing, yoink. And then suddenly the other clan's like, hey, wait a second, bad Phoenix, smack, smack, smack. Okay, our bad. It just does not seem, to me, it just does not seem like an interesting story. And I don't know how you make that a a broad thing that the clan is doing. It's more a lot of little things that don't cohere that well. What's the end game of that? Exactly. I like the idea of us trying to learn new magical techniques and being like, oh, you mantis have this thunder thing we don't know a lot about. We're going to learn from you. I like that of it. But as an entire path, as the main focus, that seems very much relegating us to story notes of, oh, by the way, the Phoenix also learned X. See you in three more months. I like the framework of the way of purification, the whole you're trying to figure out how to reseal Jigoku. Yeah. I can see some complaints about that where, like, oh, basically we're just doing research. And I, I think you could have a bit of more of an Indiana Jones adventure sort of thing to figure that out. But so I, I think that's actually interesting. I'm not really enthused with the sub-options there. The first one is yeah. send forces throughout the Empire seeking to root out corruption, study it, and find ways to combat it. I'm like, what? One, don't you just do that all the time anyway? Two, didn't the entire Empire just get merged with Jigoku? What? Yeah. What? How are you rooting out corruption when... It's not hard. It's, you know, <laughs> you're rooting out corruption in a sea of roots. <laughs> yeah, I don't... That, you know, it's just roots. I kind of don't get that. And... To me, I have no interest in the blood magic thing, so... Mm. I guess, and maybe you guys will finally take it, it feels like the sort of thing that's kind of been dangled out there, but has never gone anywhere. Yeah. Well, the blood magic thing, it's like, that's cool, I would not be opposed to getting that, but... Okay, and then what? If that were Race for the Throne temptation, I would take that in a heartbeat. But as our general path of what are we doing as a clan in onyx and going forward i was done with that five minutes ago that wasn't that wasn't hard can we do something can we actually do something now i'm calling it call down the heavens whatever donnie called it i i'm I'm calling it call down the heavens because a dragon player actually i think a couple of days before donnie proposed this for the phoenix a Mm -hmm. there was a dragon player who proposed it for the dragon it hasn't had the same sort of traction because it didn't have a long, fairly elegant write-up, and it wasn't being pushed by a really prominent player. So it, I, I could talk about where it ended up in the dragon voting, but so I wish I'll call it "Call Down the Heavens" because that's the one I remember. I guess the first thing is I don't know if you're allowed to do that. It's a potentially very big thing. Yeah, I mean that very much to me is, is they're not going to allow that just because that's us asking too much to do, but. I mean, the general idea of us trying to gain the help of the heavens to oppose the forces of Jigoku seems like it would be a doable thing, but actual success? (laughs) I'm not even thinking it in terms of, is that too much of a role for the Phoenix? Although, when you listen to some people talk about that, it would be kind of, yes, it is. When I've seen some people describe the path... It has been kind of in terms of Kenpeki is going to be in charge of the Jigoku side, the Phoenix are going to be in charge of the Tengoku side, and like really it's going to be, you know, Kenpeki versus the Phoenix and then other people doing whatever, which that's not really an initial path selection. That's a, I suppose maybe if you do really well and however they measure these things, but 
it's not going to be because this is the path you chose, you're the ones who... Chris, you're just not putting enough Asawa arrogance in there. Yeah. Of course we're going to lead the charge. We brought the fire dragon along. He's our bestie. Yeah. Do what we want. Yes, he will not gain a clan alignment except Phoenix Clan. It's right there on his card. Exactly. So he's not Phoenix Clan, but, you know, under the right circumstances, he can be convinced. He was before. Yeah, he's like, I've done this before, I guess I could do it again. Uh, <laughs> and so the, the path of Tadaka is, right, yeah, okay, it's just a flat-out direct opposition to the spider. What will you guys choose if given... I, I Like I said, I agree with you what, what this Phoenix will choose if they do that, and I guess that's what I would want to see the Phoenix choose if they're limited to the official ones. Yeah. Those are the two leading fan paths. I would be surprised if both of them get in, so what I would expect is whichever of those two does get in is probably where Phoenix are going to go. Yeah, I I don't know if I want to see the Call Down the Heavens one or not. Mm. It sort of goes against the narrative roles to some extent of Tengoku and Jigoku, even though there's supposed to be these rules about how they balance, how they influence as a practical matter. It's Tengoku can't interfere that much, and Jigoku could do whatever the heck it wants because that's just how the narrative works to make there be samurai heroes rather than just right. odds fighting each other. Mm. I get the desire to have the Phoenix do the nuke thing, but being the clan that figures out how to shut down I, and, and maybe actually well, I mean, shut down... The always do. I, th- I think that's the only objection to the us figuring it out is that's what always seems to happen is everyone else gets to do things and then it's time for the end and the Phoenix shows up and is like, Hey, I have the correct MacGuffin. Here you guys go. Good luck. See ya. You guys sort of got to steal the completely lame God Beast prize. Mm. Right? That was really just a fiction about how the Phoenix took down the God Beast rather than the Goblin. Right. <sighs> uh, it was selected as the... Yes. I will say, the, the one path I, I would like to see... And this is just inspired by the naming of one of the paths as Tadaka's path. When I hear Tadaka, I always think of the KYD flavor text on one of the cards where Tadaka says to the other Thunders, You run, I die. I would be okay with the Phoenix path of, You rest of you clans, good luck, we're going to stop them, we're going to hold the line here. I don't take it too seriously. I don't think if you actually put it up to a vote, it would actually get anywhere. Mm. But I think that it's also not a coincidence that Dragon and Phoenix are the two clans that have had people actually, a small number of people, but people actually seriously say, yeah, we'd be okay with getting blown up. Phoenix players saying, hey, if we get to do like unleash the world of nuke on this, this fighter, and then we end up getting slaughtered and we have to do the Mantis style, like we're not faction. That's fine, as long as we actually, for once in our lives, get to do a big, awesome story thing. Right. And... Well, and also, we're the Phoenix. We've done that before. We have exploded, been to, like, we need every other Shugenja in before we can play, and then two weeks later, oh, we're good, thanks. Well, you know, I hope we don't do that again. Not no. Phoenix specifically, but just in general. And the Dragon are the other ones where people have seriously suggested that I personally am not a fan of it. For the dragon, it was kind of presented as a Musha Shugyo, you know, like we're a, an individual samurai 
temporarily goes Ronan to kind of find himself to sort of do that for the clan. I don't like that path because it's sort of like, look, guys, we're being given the option to choose what we want to do. We don't have to choose to spend two years figuring out what we want to do. Let's Mm. just pick something. Right. I don't know how we even interact with the plot if we're running around being Ronan. It's just kind of randomness at that point. The Mantis are hiring you to be their armies. Yes. There you go. So the dragon. The dragon have three and a half, I guess, official paths. None of which got any immediate positive response from the the player base. The first one is Save the Darkness from Itself, which is the continue working with the spider path. And that has two options, one of which is continue to try to influence the spider to guide them back to a path of righteousness. The other one is working with the spider to try to better understand the nature of the evil and and what's going on. Probably I would not really want to be in the whole go hang out with the spider in general. In some sort of vacuum, I could potentially see some potential in getting too close to evil in order to study it, although that's really more of a phoenix thing. Yeah. Yeah, stop stealing our shtick. Yeah, I know. But, but we're not in a vacuum. We're in a place where right now, for the last three and a half years, to the extent that the dragon have had a plot, their plot has been, hey, you guys are buddies with the spider. We have no idea why. We have no idea why your overseer relationship, which we've never depicted, has become a helping the spider against clans that they're screwing with. Right, right. You guys are supposed to be, you know, the sensei or, at the most extreme, the prison guard, not their minion of the... Yeah, so, to me, this one is completely unacceptable. It's choosing to spend another year or two with basically the same plot that we've hated for the last three and a half years. And that the story team slash brand has done nothing good with for the last three and a half years. Why would we want to do that? Luckily, I think that this has almost no support amongst the rest of the player base, so I don't think that there's any chance that this will be voted on. No. It's really awful. The, The extra zinger thing for me is that I was thinking about it, and Shouldn't we have this anyway? Yeah. In story, we've been working with the spider for like the last 30 years. If we were going to influence them to righteousness, that's already happened. If we were going to learn about the nature of evil from them, that should have already happened. Right. No, 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 Chris. For the last 30 years, you just been you know, sitting there like, do, 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 do. And now you're like, oh, right. We were supposed to be doing something here. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys not be so evil, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, since you asked so nicely." That was kind of one of the things when the dragon originally got assigned this duty is that you know you're going to fail. Mm. You are not actually going to be able to prevent the spider from ever engaging in shenanigans. That you're not going to just convince the spider to become good guys because that's not how it works. Another faction is just not just going to completely change what it is because, gosh, this this other faction is just so swell at convincing them. And that's that's actually I think a another problem with one of the paths of these, which is stand with the spider in order to influence them, guiding them back to the path of righteousness. You know as a player when you're choosing this path that it's completely meaningless. Right. Maybe if it was something like, oh and by the way, we'll add some number of votes to the choose the light side for the spider 
then that could be a thing. Which but, they shouldn't do, no. right? Because the spider, the spider are going to choose which way the spider are going to go. And, and that's it. I mean, right? They are going mm-hmm. to choose as long as, and that's fine, as, as long as they're given options that don't make the setting dumb. I mean, how awful would it be if the spider were having this internal choice of you, like a hard choice of you're going this way or you're going that way, and the difference was that the dragon got to throw in votes too, and so now the spider clan players end up with a choice that they don't want? A defining choice about what your faction is. We're going to completely change what your faction is because some other player base preferred one of two acceptable options. Other player bases do matter. There are things that a clan can do that mess up the setting as a whole or that mess with other player bases, and those other player bases do matter when that's going on. But if AEG is actually sticking to your horde or your untainted, those are both things that work in the setting. Those are not things that are going to screw up the setting. Dragon players should not be allowed to pick which one of those the spider are going to be. Yeah. And luckily... Out of the out of all the options, we we did this uh, uh, because I'm a nerd. I did this <laughs> preference voting on the dragon board, so it's not just like, no. You have to pick one. If the Phoenix and the Mantis are are doing something like this, where you get to vote for your favorite two things, I think that that is influenced by the whole oh, you have to have 50 things. Like it lets everything look like it has more votes or more support instead of. If something is everybody's first or second choice, they get to, and 50 people vote, then 50 people would vote for that, as opposed to if they had to pick one or the other, it might only end up with 30 votes, and now it looks like it's not enough. Like I said, I I can't, it would be mind-bogglingly dumb if they actually stuck with that. We have to see 50 votes Mm -hmm. on a thing, or however else they're going to determine. But anyhow, on the, the Dragon Worms, I did a preference voting, which is an... I used the Schultz method for those out there who are aware that there's a whole bunch of different ways to figure this out. I think Schultz is the best. But anyhow. You're just saying that because he invented peanuts. <laughs> so you rank all of your choices. And anybody that you don't rank, you're assumed to have prefer less than anybody you do rank, but then equal to each other. And then the, all these different methods are different ways of figuring out in a complicated field of who the popular choice is when there's different preferences up and down. People don't have to just choose one thing or the other. And if you like a less popular option that you know is not is very unlikely to win, it still lets you vote preferring that. So you can like say, I like my little quirky thing, and then later on have the more popular paths. And because your little your little quirky thing is never going to win, but your vote isn't wasted, the fact that you out of the the big options, the realistic options, you prefer that one, and you still get to meaningfully have your voice heard. You mean I could vote for Nader? Awesome. Yes. Yes, you could vote for Nader, second preference, Gore, and then... Anyhow, those two variations, which were set out as two separate options when you were doing the preference voting, 1A and 1B, they were the bottom two. (laughs) So... The second official path is Bring Light to Dark Paces, which is a Shinseiist path that's in theme for Dragon, but it's presented in what is, to me, this very boring way. Your interaction with the Empire is sending some people out every once in a while to, like, rescue monks and copies of the Tao or something. It's like the Phoenix path, but worse. 
where you don't really have a coherent thing that you're doing. It's just little individual squads that don't seem to amount to having an end game. I don't know. The third option is called Nine Dragons, The Path of Balance. There's, there's sort of two ways to looking at it. As written, it's... okay. E- either way, it's you, the dragon, kind of consider yourself to have, rightly, of course, to have insight into what the Empire needs to do, and you are going to go out and address in some way all of the other clans and and try to influence them and presumably like right you have a master plan you actually may not know what your master plan is but you know you it's there we swear well it, <laughs> okay so as as directly written as 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 written it's written as you must confront and if possible defeat each of the other cl- great clans in turn as they follow their respective paths you believe this will show them the path back to harmony in the Empire, because after all, they, you know, they people only respond to strength. So, this went over like a lead balloon amongst most people as written, because it makes it sound like you're just going to run out and pick fights with people, and the instant that you wrote, you must confront and defeat the other great clans, it meant that there was no possibility that anybody else was going to go along with this as written. Now, the brand manager then made comments on Facebook that kind of made this sound more interesting, and which I like because out of the three, this is the only one I think that has any potential. It's possible that there's an interesting Shinseist one, but not this one. Right. But the Path of Balance I think is more interesting. And I look at it, and it's one of those ones where I read it, and I'm like, I'm guessing that they do not actually mean this that they do not actually mean we're running around punching people, because that would be dumb. And the the brand manager's clarification on Facebook, I wish somebody would have come on to the Dragon forums and kind of discussed this a little bit more. Mm. But he, he said this thing on Facebook, it's a quest, and the confrontations are not... They're confrontations in a sense, but you might be helping them. You might be, like, pushing them one way or the other. But whatever happens, it will leave them changed, and it will leave you changed. And so it's not not necessarily just you're pushing them to where we're trying to push them to where they need to be. You're discovering things about yourself. That's interesting. I think the biggest problem with this path, and in some ways it's the most riskiest, is that it requires constant attention. Yeah. Can AEG follow through on that? I don't know. The other possibility is, so like, how much of a say does the other clan get in this? Because if the other clan gets a say, which it seems like they probably would, then it's going to be tough to get other... Especially if they don't fix the language and make it clear that it is not defeating the other clan, you're never going to get another player base to go along with it. In an ideal universe, another player base might go, wow, this will make for an interesting story. You know what? Do your thing, dragon. We're not going to fight you as a player base. Do your thing, like you're going to succeed, and it's going to be cool, and let's do that. That's hard to get another player base to do. It's possible, but not when it's phrased in these terms. And it would only be applied to some. So, if you're going to have an actual confrontation, or like, like, is there going to be some sort of competition between this player base and the other? Because, again, if you, if it's some sort of competition, okay, Dragon will win some of those, let's assume. Mm. But, let's say you win half. 
well, that's just going to be a failure, isn't it? And I wish they'd give some sort of detail on how they think this is going to work. So I think that there's risk in here, right? It has a lot of potential, but it requires AEG to really pull it off well. And you'll have no idea if they're going to actually do that until it's too late. And it'll either be really cool or it'll be a flop. But it's not boring. The Dragon Fan Paths, the Call Down the Heavens one, tied for fourth, most popular among the paths, tied with the just flat-out wording of Nine Dragons, the Path of Balance. The Path of Balance had the benefit that you had me and a couple of other people see it as having more potential and kind of pushing it, and whatever I can do, I can at least write and talk a bit, and I have some prominence in long-standing the community, so I think there's a reasonable chance that had not I and a couple of the people been like, hey guys, let's give this a second chance to like think about it a little bit and see what the potential is, I think that all of them would have just been DOA. Which is why when when you look at the number, it's kind of misleading that the Call Down the Heavens is like the fourth fan path because the first two favorite ones that people chose are in some ways not really independent fan paths. The second most popular fan path was literally just a revision of this third official path that I revoked that I wrote, where the intention was not actually to change what the path was, but to just take the idea that it seemed like AEG had and express it in a way that sounded better, that was talking about interacting with other clans instead of just confronting them and and that incorporated some of the things that Dave had said, Dave Letter of the brand manager had said. And then the most popular one was also one that I wrote, <laughs> which well okay let me let me preface this with saying i could this is exactly the sort of thing that i i think aug could just come in and say like no you guys can't do that and the brief version of it is to basically look at the path of nine dragons to say well what's the source of your belief that like what's the source of this of your actions of what you're doing and it says oh it's the path of balance you know who the balance guy was hoshi you know what the dragon in my opinion not all dragon players think this but a, a defining thing about the dragon that got taken away from us? Oh, the semi-divine clan champion. Oh, why did Hoshi have to leave? Oh, because he was a part of Tengoku thing that was too close to Rokugan. How many times have we heard that as an excuse for getting rid of something? It was also the excuse for getting rid of Tagashi Satsu as Tagashi reincarnated, too. But... Yeah, you guys just can't have nice things. Sorry. Yeah. It, Tagashi did not... Uh, Hoshi did not have the same sort of vast foreknowledge thing, but basically it's like, A, Hoshi comes back and then leads you guy on this path. So, that's that's kind of what that one is. Like I could say, they could just go, whatever. And it's it's long. It's like some of the other paths, it's long. So, there's that. The other thing which is represented by the third choice on the dragon boards, but which is in some way the first choice of the things that are truly independent clan paths is... I guess it, it comes out of sort of two sentiments. The biggest thing that was not represented among the Dragon Paths is that there was no option to defend the Oweko. Like the Crab had to defend the throne, or the Lion had to defend the Emperor. It's not in story necessarily a particularly dragon-y thing to do, but it was a dragon player-created dynasty, right? Everybody worked their butt off during the Rage of the Throne, but the Dragon won. 
and the Iweko were the result of that. And I think that it was really lousy for them to not just actually put a path in there where the dragon got to just defend the Iweko. For the dragon players, that's a really important thing. For those of us who worked for it, it's a really important thing. And there's a lot of other dragon players who, even if they weren't dragon players at the time, recognize what went into that and that it's important to their other dragon players. And that's just not there at all. So I, what I did was I wrote up I was trying to come up with different variations, so I wrote up like three different versions of a Defend the Oeko Path. So one was this generic thing that was kind of designed to just kind of follow what the lion and the crab had had. One of them I called Fortress Dragon, which was a very hold-up defensive thing. One, which I actually liked the least, and I'll explain why, I called Spirited Away, which was, hey, if you're trying to protect the Oeko, you don't put them in one spot where Kenpeki can just come kill them. You hide them. A small band of monks or whatever takes the Iweko and you keep them moving and keep them hidden until such time as they can emerge and, you know, Kenpeki can be defeated. The problem that I had with this path, as much as I was the one who wrote it, is that it's not really something that the whole clan is doing. It still leaves entirely up in the air. What on earth is the rest of the clan doing while you have this group of people? And the Undone by the Enlightened, which is this other path, which I, I, did, I did not write, but it, it draws on some of the language that I use, and I'm perfectly fine with that, by the way, and it takes that that sort of keep the Iweko hidden thing, and the, what is the rest of the clan doing is, well, it's it's a direct opposition to the spider path. It's it's written up, it ends up being written up very dragony because it it leads off by talking about this stuff about the you know the celestial heavens choosing the Iweko from among the dragon, and then it goes back to this language that. Shikay said there's actually this conversation that Kenpeki has with Shikay and they're presented as friends. Again, how is it that you're friend with a guy who's basically a psychopath? I don't know. I'm not the only clan champion that is, but whatever. Anyhow. So like they're just presented as being buddies talking and it's kind of Kenpeki talking about this. That's what our purpose is. It's to like keep you guys on your toes and keep you afraid because you know that if you ever slip up, we'll be there to take over or whatnot. And Shikay turns to him and says that's nice, uh, and we're just never going to talk about this again, but just be advised, if you ever actually try to do that, we will kill you. And so it kind of incorporates that in, and so it's a dragony version of a defending the throne slash emperor thing. So what I would like to see happen with the dragon paths is for the path of balance to be revised, not necessarily with my language, but with some sort of language that makes it sound less dumb, so it's presented as an appealing alternative, and then for that undone by the enlightened to be added in as a fan path. Now, dragon players, I think, will actually have two choices that they can like to choose from, as opposed to zero, which is what they have with the stuff as written. Anyhow, so what are your thoughts on all that dragony nonsense? I agree that I like the idea of the dragon are the basis of the Oweko. They should have an option to defend the Oweko. And then I also, I agree with you that I can see the potential in the one where you guys go and confront all the other clans, and it definitely initially got a bad write-up and that it did sound like you were just, you know, running around trying to beat up all the other clans. And I guess I should note that they have the brand manager has already rewritten one of the Mantis paths a little bit. He's already mm-hmm. adjusted one of the Mantis paths, and he's already said that in the final vote, 
he will do that for the first of the crane paths, the like directly anti-spider one. So there's really no reason they can't readjust that dragon path, assuming that that was their intention. That was their intention. I mean, it's possible yeah. that they really do intend it to be just running around punching people. In which case, what's wrong with them? But mm. you know, anyhow, continue. I mean, that was basically my thoughts. Was yeah. So what do you think we will choose, and uh, what, what what would you like to see the dragon choose? Will you choose? I don't know. I would like to see that, yeah, I would, I, some actually workable version of the go around and confront all the other clans is probably going to be the most interesting option for the dragon. I'm not sure where things will end up if the dragon vote is the stuff as written. I think that of the people who are actively involved, it will end up with the path of balance, because even if it's not adjusted in any way, there will have been discussion and hopes that really it's better than what it's written up as. But it's kind of interesting. They Dave actually posted on the Mantis forums that there are 1,100, 1,200 or something like that Mantis subscriptions. And that's the first, I mean, I don't know, I don't know when the last time was they posted an official number, but that's a huge amount more than active people posting online, right? The L5R Facebook group doesn't even have 2,000 people. The forums have obviously far fewer people than that, because that would imply that there are more than 10,000 probably Imperial Assembly memberships out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that was one, you know, one clan has 1,100 and it, anyhow. So, there's a lot of people who are going to be voting who aren't on the forums. And I don't think it will get produce unexpected results necessarily in the same way that some people are concerned that they did, because it's not going to be like the Race for the Throne, where there's a arguably like financial card-based incentive for people to choose that kind of thing. And so, I think that there were temptations taken that the Mantis clan forum going base at that time would have voted against because there were a whole bunch of people who wanted the promos. Yeah. So, uh, and that's like, you're getting a vote like, Oh, I can vote to just get stuff. Hmm. So how does that break down on this? I don't know. The other option seems so unpopular. I guess I, my guess would be that it ends up, the path of balance anyway out of those three, but they're such lackluster choices. If the modifications I've requested are added and then you have those as the option, I think that it will come down to the modified path of balance and the undone by the enlightened. And I think it might be one of those situations that although on the forums, the path of balance ends up being more popular Undone by the Enlightened may actually just overtake it, because it's a very straightforward, appealing path, right? Defend your clan's dynasty, yup. Fight the bad guys, yup. Yep. So, I could see that one actually overtaking it, even though my, and and God, I, especially the defending, the defending the Iweko part is actually much more appealing to me than the fight the spider part and the like i one of the proposed player paths was just straight up we fight the spider with everything and i was not really particularly big on that because i'm like no no let's take this opportunity to do something more 
defining or or distinctive and i would want to choose the path of balance and if i as appealing as i find the undone by the enlightened path if i chose the undone by the enlightened path i guess choosing the pack path of balance it requires faith in in sort of two ways for me one is that aeg does not take not choosing defend and defend the Aweko option as the dragon not being 110% behind the Aweko and I suppose arguably that's it would be a downside of having that in there as an option if it's not in there as an option maybe it's not in there as an option because they're like well of course you guys are doing that I mean duh but if that's the case then they should have come on and said that but mm-hmm. the second thing is what we've already talked about which is that it's a real leap of faith that AEG can actually execute that well and maybe it's just not worth the risk it's worth the risk if that's like if these other official paths are my options because those aren't going anywhere but if you give me a, a, a satisfying defend your dynasty strategic guerrilla attacks on the bad guys path kind of what I'm done by the enlightened is well now, now I've got a bit more appealing certainty there to weigh against the the appealing but very uncertain path of balance so wow this is going to be our longest <laughs> episode or set of episodes in ages so you're welcome slash we're sorry as always of course I've yammered more than you have Jay anything that we've missed that you want to make sure that you wanted to talk about for any of the clans or the process generally or no I mean I think it's a very interesting idea to give the clans control of their options and it remains to be seen how well of an execution they actually are able to pull off hopefully they'll do it well yes it will be cool I you kind of have to walk a middle path between giving people options, but actually making them choose between options. Mm-hmm. See how that happens. You can see some of that just in my own conflicted things about the fan paths, right? On the one hand, in an ideal world, it would just be like, no, no, these are the paths. And that's, I still hold to that in the notion of they should make sure that people don't get to do paths that are just have cake and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, you get down to, to brass tacks with a couple of the clans there are, including Dragon, Shock, my, I, mm-hmm. my own clan. You're like, wow, this just, just aren't appealing. So it's it's like, I think it's really important that you do allow the fan paths in because they're not trying to have it both ways paths. They're like, oh God, can we come up with something that doesn't sound dumb paths? <laughs> yeah. At least to, you know, our particular player base with our particular interests. I don't know. You have been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can visit us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the L5R podcast feed or the whole Strange Assembly podcast feed via our website. Or if you want to subscribe to the whole thing, you can do that on iTunes or Stitcher. If you visit us on one of those other services, we'd always appreciate it if you left us a review or a rating. It helps other people discover the podcast. You can support Strange Assembly by visiting patreon.com, and you can see more information about how that works there. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Strange Assembly, or visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangeassembly. 
You can also contact me directly. I'm Chris at Strange Assembly. I always like to hear from our listeners and readers. But until then, for Jay Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and you've been listening to Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming. I'm still waiting for my Rattling Path to be released.